all I want to do is say thank you. So it was. This is episode 56, 20 Tangents with Was edition. So we did 20 Tangents with me. People seem to enjoy it. What is 20 Tangents was? Uh, 20 Tangents is, I mean, a lot of focus on the tangents in this particular episode because <laughs> uh, uh, that's how I like to speak. Uh, we, we got distracted at the beginning before we even got into the tangents. Yeah. We talked about the froths of the last few weeks because it's been a long time since we, we've done this um, and then got st- into the 20 tangents. There's some weird, some deep questions, some funny questions and we find out where the best place in Australia is. We do. If you can stick it out. Yeah, hang in there. There's some wild tangents. I can't even remember them all. Something about noise cancelling underpants but um, that's the only thing I remember. <laughs> I think that's about sums it up. Perfect. All right. Well, enjoy. My family are functioning alcoholics almost across the board. If it turned out koalas were good for erections, we'd be dragging them out of the trees. That's my junk. Yeah, put it away. Yeah, you've been watching the Olympics. Like, I, because <clears throat> we're in lockdown here, it was like the only good thing in my life. And I really got into it. And it probably didn't hurt that that you and I set up the sports bet group at the worst fucking <laughs> worst. Like, we, you set it up, but like one off the wood, $50 buy in. You ordered a $100 buy in, but I, I brought it down to 50 And f- day one of the Olympics, we were up. 10 percent was like we were flying we yeah. hadn't lost five bets and five had come in and i was like wow because <laughs> i was doing the math i was like right two weeks of olympics 10 percent growth per day and probably some bigger days we we're on here retirement is coming but by the end of the olympics i think we were down to three bucks then the boomers came through for bronze and we were back up and then the next day we lost it all <laughs> well, i haven't checked if there's any left in there but i'm pretty sure we we lost it all our good start was that we, we were betting on things that we knew. Like the surfing was easy because it's global stage. People are like, oh, shit, I'll bet on that now. Yeah. But no one's reading conditions. It was a piece of piss. So we, we yeah. absolutely tore it up easy. And then we got into sports that we didn't know. I was throwing multis with like a table tennis, <laughs> judo, uh, track cycling into like a soccer match. <laughs> it was the best. Yep. I had a multi at one point that had some sort of fencing competition that i didn't understand what it was but i was like this guy's the favorite how can he lose uh yeah fencing bit of steeplechase in there <laughs> and then the yeah the women's hockey but i was fucking like regardless of the betting situation it was pretty sick i really enjoyed the olympics like aussie boomers basketball first medal ever after like 50 odd years of going for it and i don't know if you watched it i know you're not a big hoops fan but it was sick when they won like Gazy, Andrew Gaze, who's mm. he played in four Olympics or in five Olympics maybe, got fourth a couple of times, never got the bronze. He was like, and he's a fucking legend of a dude. But yeah, his reaction was priceless. And he's, like, he's tearing up. Oh, mate, it? everyone like, was. Everybody, everybody's name on it. I was on the couch, mate. <laughs> I was close. It. I was loving it. It was so good. And then well, with five aside, like on in basketball, there's enough Aussie blokes playing in the NBA, and like you only need. Six, five, six good players to actually get in. Like you're a chance, rather than you know a whole footy team or or even yep. soccer team or something like that. So, and then it's Pad- our sport. 
yeah, we've we've if you think like back back in the day, we had we were lucky to have one guy in the in the NBA. Actually, side note, Luke Longley was that guy, and there's a good Australian story about him at the moment uh, on your ABC iView. It's worth a watch. But um, is that all about why um, how Michael Jordan left him out of uh, <laughs> out of the, that docu docu series was? Yeah, he got left out of the um, the Jordan docu, which is fucking an awesome documentary. But it's not all about that. But there is something about that in there. <laughs> but yeah, he's from Frio. Yeah, he's a Perth guy. Yeah, yeah, good hoop players from from West. Uh, side froth for you. You know the F1 docu-series because everyone's been into that sort of real-life sort of shit. What's it called? The Formula 1 um, Drive to Survive. Yeah, Netflix, it's right? Been, yeah, Netflix, massive. Like my parents, I turn up and there's a printed list of the F1 drivers who they drive for and who they're like teams are managed by or something, the team manager. And I'm like, what the fuck's this? And they're like, oh, we... We don't like Max Verstappen. And I was like, what the fuck? As if you know who he is. All of a sudden, they're like frothing on all the Formula Ones and watching it and they're, they're all about it. And um, it's just funny like that. I don't know how you put a docuseries and you get the stories behind it because you're right. It's boring if you don't understand it. F1, people going around. It's like, I like the Tour de France because I understand the stories and the races within the race and the competitions on each day that's going on. Whereas people are like, oh, it's boring. They just take drugs and the fastest guy wins. But spoiler <laughs> also <right>. true. <laughs> also true. Bo box to box, the the crew that have put that together are doing a surfing one. Are I, they? I don't know if you've heard this. Yeah. The, so they filmed. They they did one. Um, like the WSL actually, Eric Logan had approached them because he knows the guy through someone, wank wank, whatever. But he um, they they've started like filming it going, oh, we'll, we'll see how this works. And they put together Ultimate Surfer, which is a competition to get wild cards on the main tour. But they did like a, te a pilot run for the pipe comp. So they had all the video guys there at the women's comp in Maui and the men's comp at Pipe and filmed him live. And if you remember, like this is episode one. So it's like chicks are at Maui. Everything's going well. There's a few stories. Tyler Wright's just got a 10. She's come back from, you know, a crazy injury. Yeah. There's a battle for the world title between, you know, Sally's probably going to lose it again or whatever. And then it's like Eric Logan on TV, like he's being filmed as um, Jesse, Miley Dyer or whoever it was calls in and is like, oh, we've got a problem. There's been a shark attack. And it's like the guy who gets attacked by a shark dies. They've had to move the comp, historical surfer vote. They move it to pipe. And it's like all these mini stories within that. You've got like who's going to requalify, who needs to get this place, the yep. battle, like you know, start of the season. It's just, and then it gets called off because of COVID. So like, it should be fucking epic. And so like is it, all those it, stories we know. Was it a series or a, just a documentary? Like a one-off? No, they're going to do a series, like the F1. So yeah, that was right. like their tester to see if it would work, if there's real stories behind it. And apparently it's like sick. So, Well, that's about yeah. the most eventful surf um, events you could have. Because I think surfing struggles with it because the stories, like the stories, but, of the about the people aren't usually that interesting. They're like the guys on tour, they're kind of not the interesting yep. characters of surfing. The interesting stories are more outside of that, other than like your, yeah. your Andy Irons and Kelly Slaters and things like that. Like no one gives a fuck about Kolohe and Dino's story. Like grew up in a rich part of California <laughs> and now I'm a pro surfer. <laughs> so I think surfing Dad was, was a pro surfer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a pro surfer. But yeah, the, the Formula One thing, people were raving about that. I I it, it didn't I didn't catch on to it, but I understand that like once you know the stories, you get sucked in. Because I got sucked into UFC basically through Rogan, I think, 
because you hear all the stories yeah. and then all of a sudden you know the, the things behind the things and you're like, it sucks you in. But you can't be sucked into everything because yeah. there's not enough time in the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is when you retired, like my parents. Apparently F1 is, <laughs> that's it. They're just hanging for it now. So they'll be frothing because mum's been sending me like storage, the updates on the um on the like world tour. Oh, the, bell, the Bells comp's back on again. I was like... Why do you guys get your head around this? Because I'm taking them down to Bells to check the surf, you know, over supportive parents, driving yep. mum down. She's got a got a latte for me, lined up, got myself a little little sandwich. And I'm like, that's Maurice Cole over there. The the short the guy that's proportions are like a gorilla, you know, long hair. He's driving a little like he under gets or something and he's pulling pink boards out of his car. It's like that guy, you need to know who he is. <laughs> We're gonna have to yeah, he's watch some Australian dodgers. Yeah, you need to know Adam Robinson. Probably need to know who Jimmy is from Loot Podcast, just to avoid him in any kind of social situation because he's a passive aggressive cunt. Uh, you know those sort of things. There's other legends down there, isn't it? Does Ross Clark Jones live down there, or no? T Ray, Tony Ray, yeah, yeah, both, both. But Tony Ray, last time I saw him in the surf, had his name on the back of his wetsuit. Why wouldn't you? Ripka flash bomb, and it said T Ray on the back. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah must be him. Very cool. Um, hey, I put a shout out on Instagram to see if anyone wanted to be a guest or recommended any guests. Did you? You said there were some good suggestions in there. I saw the first one came through was get Tommy Little. It's like, yeah, we tried. I don't think he's coming on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, Tommy's coming on. There were actually some some good ones in there. Ronnie Dale from um, who's one of the you know those, those four wheel driving crew. He, he'd be yep. a good yarn, I reckon. Yep, um, Ronnie Dale. Rachel Lynch again for the return from the Olympics. She's in currently in lockdown in ISO. So oh, uh, we should I, get her while she is in lockdown. That's yeah, well, she's been on the heavily gramming on the daily. Yeah, can you go into her hotel room and do a, a um, <laughs> podcast? I'm freshly out of ISO, I'm not going in. Maybe I could so, go in on day the last day and lock in for it. Yeah, someone said get Doctor Booney back, and I tend to agree with that sentiment like Booney was <laughs> probably has the best one liner that's ever existed on this podcast or any podcast <laughs> my family are functioning alcoholics pretty much across the board and then launches into an incredible story about his uncle <laughs> yeah I totally agree but well due for a um a yarn with Booney but there, but there were some good suggestions I like that I don't know who DJ Frisbee is do you have any idea who that is uh yep uh, that's um, Mitch Perry. He's I don't know who Mitch Perry is. <laughs> DJ Frisbee, Frizz, the Frizz. <laughs> You'll know. We'll get him on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> sort it out. <laughs> now we got a got a. Carl actually had a guest lined up for tonight. Um, lucky bloke from Vico. He seemed to have escaped, but he's um, traveling up the coast on a few tunes. He's got his his family uh, in the caravan. Two young grommets. So. Uh, it just didn't quite work out, but we'll get him in the next couple of weeks. Be um, good to have a chat to. If you want to get ahead of the game, anyone in WA, Lucky Tunes, Lucky underscore Tunes on Instagram. Uh, he's got a few gigs heading up to Exmouth and what have you. Fuck yeah. Down in Muggs. And if we September. say he's going to be on as a guest, then there's probably a 5% this, chance that he will be. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we guarantee you're going to have to go to his show to hear from him. Yeah, he's exactly. not coming on here. <laughs> I, I think I met that guy one time, but he's a good, good musician, right? And um, friendly fella. Friendly fella, yep. I'm sure he's going to have some good yarns for Did us. Did anyone nominate themselves on there? 
No self nominations. But that's people should right. nominate themselves. Cause I've had I've talked to people. It's like, oh, I would like to come on your podcast. It's like, well, you just have to ask because we're not going to say no to you, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> whoever you are. is that a gay guitar song? Da, 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 da. All I want to do is are. say, yeah. All I want to do is say thank you, even though I don't know who you are. You let me change lanes. Should we play that at the end of the episode? Yeah. Let's, if we remember, let's play that. <laughs> Grouse tune. Hey, uh, what's off the wood tonight, Waza? Oh, th- for me, I've got a um, <laughs> a cheeky red can, as usual. It's, it's locked and loaded. I didn't realise nice. how much I missed them until I got back. And they're just – it's cemented how much they are the world's most smashable beer. They're just great. They're just yep. great for breakfast. They're great for uh, evening. They're just Great. There's no um, rival. Like like 4X is not really a rival. I, you know, anything else no. of that sort of mid-strength, nothing rivals it. No, it just doesn't. So that, that that's, um yeah, froth me out. So I've got a case of them in the fridge, but I've got a little nip of um, whiskey. I'm on the monkey's shoulder. Just oh, a yeah. little, you know, fire me up. That's yep. about it, really. Um, are, you, are you one off the woody? What do you got? One off the woody. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that's not the same. <laughs> Yeah, what's uh, yeah, I've got wood. Uh, no, so yeah, when we couldn't do our trip, and then Sydney was going to lockdown, I was like, oh, I'll try and not drink through the lockdown, have a few weeks off, and it was July, so I was like, oh, I'll just do dry July. So and that was I started a week before July, did dry July, and that locked it. So and now I'm still not drinking. We're in, just about to finish week seven of this lockdown, so. I'd, I don't know if I'm going to make it through the lockdown because it doesn't appear. But yeah. so far, That's so huge. good. So I'm not drinking alcohol, but I've got um, a hot ginger beer by Strange Love, which is actually real tasty. Um, hot, what, do you heat it up? Or is no, it's like just really, really spicy. It's got a lot of ginger in it, like to the point where it feels like chili. So that's delicious. Does it sting on the way out, ginger, oh, as well? Don't know. I will let like, you know. Please advise. Because yeah, it's the same question around. So a chili makes your mouth think it's hot, but it must also make your ass think it's hot. Whereas a mint makes your mouth think it's cold, but it doesn't freeze on the way out. It's very strange. Yeah, you must only have half the taste receptors in your ass. Yeah, just the le- taste one side of the t- or just the set- <laughs> the burning receptors. Because if you rub a chili on your arm, does it feel chilly? Oh, if you get on your fingers and touch your dick, it burns. Can confirm. Yeah, and your eyes. And your eyes. Yeah. Does that mean we technically have taste buds all over our body? No, just the pink skin are taste buds. All pink skin is a taste bud. You say that with such conviction that I believe you. So I'll take that (laughs) as fact and move on. (laughs) (laughs) I I was thinking about, uh, I was in Vents the other day of, of like, why... Uh, we not got underpants that are fart activated so that you can drop a nug and then they like, they take whatever, you know, the fart is, I don't know, methane or the whatever's whatever smells else. and then it reacts with what's in the underpants or even a powder that you could put in the underpants powder. and then it turns it into something. So then you don't have to buy the specific underpants, you know, you just, you powder the underpants and then you fart through this powder and then it, turns it into something smelling like roses. So it's like... Yeah. 
So you know, it's like noise cancelling headphones for your ass, but instead of cancelling yes. noise, it's smell cancelling underpants. <laughs> Bang! Straight on. I think they're going to be a staple in you know, like everybody has noise cancelling headphones now. We didn't think they were a thing. Um, many years ago, like how can you possibly read the sound around you and, you know, cancel that out? That's crazy behavior. But we need to work on the next commuter habit. We need to help the commuters and I think fart um, cancelling powder do, or underpants. Do you think, um, you know, if it starts coming, it smells like pineapple or passion fruit or some nice perfume. Isn't that still awkward because you yeah. still know the guy in front of you just did a massive fart? And now you're enjoying the smell of it. I think it could change like the whole social dynamic around farting. So I'm not sure it's a good idea. Well, they don't have to be too extreme. Like you don't have to make it smell like vanilla candles or something. Like you could make it smell Subtle. like, I don't know, train. <laughs> train smell. What do you want to smell like? General office carpet. Yeah. Uh, computers and keyboards. You know, we're making benign smells. Benign. Just shit to fit in with. There's a there's a was invents for you. So that's that's not that's just an idea. Yeah, it's not. That's a, not a real thing. We can't make that. Someone needs to. Scientists needs to get onto that. Well, I think you're probably actually better off just going for the noise cancelling part of it, and it just cancels the fart, and you still get the smell, but no one knows who dealt it because the noise was cancelled. So that's like step one that we could okay. do. We can do that now. We've got the technology. Noise cancelling underpants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah, no, not bad. And that's a starting point. But the real dream of the company, we use that to build capital to get the scientists to invent the um, the odor shifting underpants. <laughs> that's stage one. Um, step one, collect underpants. <laughs> step two, step three, profit. They already had this idea on South Park. <laughs> step four, put them in vending machines. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> recycle them um mate i've got a i've got heaps of froths because it's um you know maybe my personality but maybe we haven't spoken in weeks well, i thought you've been it's been six weeks since we podcasted Fuck. and episode with gil was one of them for sure it was it was a, fun. it was great and we got really nice feedback from people that listened to it so yeah good stuff it was really fun but fuck six weeks and you spent two of those weeks in uh in your own, what not not like, like quarantine, own your own quarantine. So I thought you might have lost yeah. the froth. So it's good that you've got the froth. So tell us, give us well, a couple. A couple of froths. Well, okay. So so to starters, I went to Vico and hung out with the family. So like that was cool. Well overdue. It's been eighteen months since I got there, and um, did a zip around, saw a few people, but. So that's cool. Like, uh, sick, awesome. Long time since you've that. been there. Good to see, good to see people, and and like got see Nana and see Brad and see a few other people, like important people, you know. And then the next week, bang, got thrown into lockdown. Yeah, so full social, full like, antisocial. Oh, <laughs> I was like, fuck, here we go. And I was in, um, I was actually in Ballarat when it got, um, when it got uh, announced. I was like, oh fuck, we've got, I've got four hours or something. So I went past a tannery in. Ballarat as like um, green green helg I think it's called tannery I was like I, I had this idea in my head I wanted to make a knife sheath so I'm like alright I've got a week here lockdown craft so I went past this tannery and um, I couldn't find it. it was just on a farm it was all a bit weird the bloke when I went in there he, he like <laughs> walks out he's like yeah what do you want <laughs> I was like oh I'm just looking for some leather I want to make a knife sheath 
And he's like, you better come with me. And he's like six foot three, hunched over, limping. And he's like, walks away from the kind of like gift shoppy sort of area and, and up to up the hill to the tannery. And there's like literally hides with, you know, fat and skin and flies everywhere. And it's a fucking winter. So they're doing all right. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And he's like, oh, you, you worked here a while? And he's like, fifth generation. I was like, fucking hell. That's all this guy knows. Like, um, anyway, short story. Got some leather. Deb hooked me up in the gift shop. Got some, got some uh, little pieces that I need. A bit of, bit of wax thread, um, a needle, and she gave me some sheep skin and some uh, kangaroo leather. And then I just proceeded to make shit out of leather for the next week with Pete in the garage. It was fucking awesome. Fuck yeah! Like, pr- proper froths, like lockdown. Because oh, you were locked down in things. Melbourne as well, or in Torquay. In Torquay, which yeah. So it was actually, it was sick because I, I actually frothed the leather work. Pete and I made like heaps of useful shit. I made a belt. Like I'm, I was fucking wearing it today. It's sick. Belt. Okay, cool. I was like thinking, how's like that we've made all these, you know, crazy materials and whatever, but we're still like the best thing is leather, like leather and cotton. That's like, it's grouse. Yeah. Kind of or pages, like, but like, and same with like, you know, the best thing to wear to keep warm in the cold is like merino wool it's like yeah the shit that yeah. bio, the biology shit is the best shit <laughs> it seems yeah it's like <laughs> it's been developed over millions of years accidentally but <laughs> still like yeah wool leather timber stuff i don't know it just got me hell frothing and so yeah lockdown in torquay like fuck it was it was actually real good and i think good from like because i got to hang out with mum and dad yeah. and like every night was Staying with them, you know, had, I was there for dinner. I couldn't be fucking off disappearing, trying to go and see friends or or whatever. So it was like they really appreciated that, and then got to spend bulk time with Pete in the garage, just making leather stuff. And then I could surf for like a couple of hours every day as well. Yeah, with my you know personal over supportive parents as photographers and get, coffee. Get any shots? <laughs> Chaperones. <laughs> Did they get any shots? Get the shots. Yeah, uh, not really. On the phone, phone shots in the surf from a distance. Oh, they're so no good. good. Yeah. It's great. It's um. There's a couple of pictures of me paddling over waves at Bird Rock, and and I'm like, I purposely surfed the old um, Springer board, so it's like a genuine mid '80s thruster, you know, three inches thick, six two round pin, V bottom, legit old board. A lot of lot of characteristics of board that are in boards today, but so I surfed that so they could see me in the water, but I I got over surfing that after fucking. <laughs> Yeah, a few days of like realizing that three inch rails real hard to bury. <laughs> hard to, yeah, no beefy rails. Yeah, sick. No, that sounds like a good time. Mm. And then back to Perth and so, back into lockdown. Yeah, but I kind of cheated lockdown. Of as in, I was good. I did the proper. It was self isolation. So, yeah, you know take from that i'll skip a few facts uh but short story i had um friends went to xy xmouth for a week and i had their house which is not a small abode um in swanbourne yeah um couple of stories pool big backyard had a doggo and the olympics so i actually had like 14 days of iso was fucking sick rumor has it i was working at um lang hancock's desk um, refurbished and the little gas fireplace 
ticking along in the background. So I was having a good time in ISO. Perfect. That's how to do it. That's how to do it. Who the fuck's Lang Hancock? <laughs> Lang Hancock. Gina Reinhardt's old man or grandpa. Ah. She like... Yeah, right. The, you know. Gina was doing a bit of self-promotion in the Olympics after um, funding a lot of the team to get over there or something like that. Yeah, she was throwing in a bit of dosh for the Olympic team and strutting her stuff. So, um, Good on her. Do you, are you about that? Do you reckon it's a good thing? Well, her... Look, she's got a lot of money. She's spending on whatever she wants. Like, uh, wouldn't be my first choice, but... Um, <laughs> what was she spending on? What sports? I can't remember. Anything particular? No, maybe some maybe athletics. Know. Yeah, I I didn't pay that much attention to it, but it came up a couple of times. <laughs> Do your own research. Mate, I feel <laughs> I feel bad bragging about like because ISO has been a piss piss for me. I surfed. I had like four point breaks within five kilometers of mum and dad's place at yeah. home, and like then I had went into a semi mansion with a pool and a dog for company, and it was amazing. But um, you, mate, you're fucking stuck. Like, tell me about it. How are you feeling? How are you actually feeling? Um, I feel fine. It's, yeah, weeks. it's just like annoying because there's no end in sight. Like, I think the government's kind of given up on any idea of squashing the breakout. So, it's like, well, so what are we supposed to do? Like, there's, you can't plan anything and you can't escape. Like, we're trying to escape, been like Googling like how do we get to Tasmania fuck this shit but it's really difficult um, it's doable what, why but difficult can you, can you talk me through it can you actually get to Tassie because that would be a good shout six months in Tassie yeah well that's what we think but uh, so you can't get to Victoria because you've got to apply for an exemption to travel in a state Victoria yeah. won't accept, give you an exemption at the moment but Tassie would you, I think you need a lease or something to show that you're actually moving or yeah it's, it's probably doable you wouldn't be able to drive there though because you'd have to um yeah, you couldn't drive through Victoria. But whatever, it's fine, you know. Within 5Ks, there's there's plenty of ocean. Uh, I've been surfing. I put my froth down. Actually, today, had the day off work, went just for, to swim some laps at um, Clovelly. And it was like super sunny, super clear water and no swell. So it was just clear. So many fish, like massive, big blue gropers. And they're like really friendly, like follow you around. It's kind of freak you out a little bit. And then saw like an octopus doing cool octopus shit like have you seen my octopus teacher the guy basically yeah, fucks yeah. an octopus it was like <laughs> yeah. I saw it no, today it I was like that's a good looking animal but I don't feel the need to come back every day and, and play with it but it was pretty cool <laughs> nonetheless man they're fucking trippy though real trippy like those yeah. guys are definitely the aliens waiting for us to kill ourselves and then they're taken over. They're just biding their time. Like, it's fucking wild. They've so much more developed than us. We just, they do crazy shit we can't even comprehend and we're just like, oh, yeah, but we've got iPhones and noise-cancelling headphones. Yeah, that's right. I, they might I have all their that. farts s- don't stink. No, they wouldn't. They've definitely got fart cancellation technology <laughs> under the sea. 100%. Because so, sound travels further under the sea, doesn't it? So you wouldn't. You need that technology early. Whales, dolphins, octopus all would have that sort of tech, I would say. Faster and further, yep. Do you ever think that like, maybe whales are so advanced because we think they're smart that maybe they are already communicating with aliens like telepathically and they talk, you know, and it's not us that Do should be reaching out. Do they talk species? Do whales talk to octopi, octopi, octopuses? Yes, they do. That's... 
Yeah, I thought that. That's good to know. <laughs> I've always thought well, they now, now you know, definitely, that they do because I said they do. Any other questions that you need answered? <laughs> are, you, are, you a, are you a water botanist? <laughs> I ain't no water botanist and I ain't no epidemiologist, but one thing I do know is that whales <laughs> talk to octopus. Is there much interspecies communication that goes on? Yes. Much. It's got to be a fair bit. Like, because there's unspoken, like, I'd stretch it to fish um, mm. with, like, the sucker fish, you know, they kind of got a, an unspoken understanding with the sharks. They just suck on and, like, we're here to, to you know, give you a little massage and eat the scraps as they go. Did you know herring, actually, common fish over here in WA, actually communicate with farts? And it's like if no, more than don't. six, they do. This is a, this is actually a fact. But uh, if if there's certainly like a certain percentage of the herring are farting at the same time in the school of herring, then that's a danger sign, and so they all move in the same direction away. So it's like if if everybody if the majority farts, like bad time, bad things are happening. Yeah, and okay. They move away. So I guess that's, when you swim real. in a school and you want to communicate back, it makes sense to. Use your asshole as the main yeah. form of communication. Makes perfect yeah. sense. Well, um, so well, this is episode fifty-six. I think we're half an hour in, but we were gonna. We had good feedback from twenty tangents with Andy, so now it's time for twenty tangents with Watts, which is just twenty random questions. See what comes of it. See if we can learn a bit more about you. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll we'll know less by the end of it. So I've put twenty questions here. I've got three categories: funny, random, or semi-serious. We don't want to get too serious. So you maybe pick. We're trying to keep them not too serious. Well, these are them. So it's up to you how serious you, just you get. I, I I've got I've um I saw them on the screen, but I've not really. There's nothing much you need to prepare I just, for. I just scanned it for red flags. Shouldn't be any red flags in there. It's up to you what you answer. But so straight off the bat, in olden day times, you get your surname from what you did. So you'd be Smith if you were the blacksmith. You'd be Rapper if you were the town raper. Um, <laughs> That's it. There's only <laughs> That's two <it>. options. <laughs> so there's people making shit from, from steel, and there was people. Uh, the people make yeah, there's, there's other ones. Hepworth. I don't know what Hepworth would have been. But generally, that's where your surnames came from. Yep. So, with that in mind, what would your current surname be? So, I'll get mine would be Andy Spreadsheets. Um, what okay. would yours be? Oh, uh, Andy Spreadsheets. Andy Excel. <laughs> Excel's better, um, actually. Andy Excel. Andy Excel. Uh, I, I, mine would be... Uh, chameleon was chameleon because mm, your eyes or, are fucked up and hang outside of your head. Yeah, both directions. Yeah, or um, some variation on on random sporadic, um, you know, un maybe like clusterfuck, clusterfuck, clusterfuck. Yeah, Warren yeah. clusterfuck. Chameleon, clusterfuck, chameleon. <laughs> yeah, cam- that, that's it. Alliteration and a hyphen. Yep. Uh, like Warren, it. chameleon, clusterfuck. Chameleon because I think I can fit into different places. You know, I can be the surfer guy. I can be the cowboy. I can be the office uh, worker at nine to five. I can be yeah. the, um, you know, perfect boyfriend should you be on 
Hinge, oh. Tinder, Bumble, all of the above. You could be. So yeah, are you just trying to go fact. work your way through all the characters of the village people? Is that your life goal? I've worked in high-vis, uh, road construction. Yeah, yes, yes. Yes. So what's yes left? is the answer. Okay. <laughs> Um, right. I'm not sure. I'm not as familiar with the village people. Bring them up. I don't I'll, know. I'll, I don't I'll, know. I might have already nailed it. I, I have a feeling they'd be considered problematic these days with cultural appropriation, which I, I'm not even sure if I'm uh, if that should be a thing or not. I'm undecided, but I feel like the, if it is a thing, then the village people, yeah, you can't wear an Indian headdress these days. Oh, right. No, I definitely can't. Oh, is that guy in blackface <laughs> or is that actually a black guy? So there's a sailor... There's a construction I've worker. I've done the cowboy. Cow, I've cowboy, done the construction worker. Indian boat captain and gimp. Is that who's the guy in leather with the mustache? Man, I think he's a cop. That's a cop. That's police. Gimp nah, cop. Fuck the police. I won't. No, gimp cop. I won't get there. I think. I don't think the Olympics has got long to run. That's all I'm saying. Look, if they got it done this year, I reckon we got a couple more. You know, it's, the Winter Olympics is like next year, so that's something. But Feb- February, it's not even next year. It's like yeah. it's in six months' time. So, second question for you. We're talking about Wales before, and I feel like with Wales in Australia, definitely, when we first came here, we killed almost all of them, and now they're bouncing back and there's heaps and heaps of whales, and there's more sharks and more whales, and it's almost like our reparations for fucking with the whales you know, 200 years ago. So we now let them live and we love them and we respect the whale. Whereas cows, you know, we've, we've just been cruel to them forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. So by that thinking, whale's better than cows. But if you were to take a whale and a cow to aliens, which one do you think they would be more impressed by? Ooh. It depends if they're vegetarian aliens or not, obviously. You know, are they looking at the giant creature? Are they big aliens? I think they're just just as creatures. So one's a blob that lives in an atmosphere that it can't even breathe. The other one just lives solely on grass and can do whatever it wants, run around. Like... I think the cow, because they, they... The cow, like the dog, have domesticated themselves and they fit into our lives like there's there's however many cows on the planet and there wouldn't be that many cows because you know we got rid of megafauna because they were a bit too hectic to keep in cages so we ate what was there and then we kept the kangaroos around because they were a manageable size and not a threat to us so they'd be impressed by the cow by not overgrowing itself um yep. managing to you know they get fed they'd be impressed by the cows on feedlot they'd be like look at these things they're on the feedlot. Like they, the humans are growing corn to give to the cow. They must be gods, especially yeah. if they land in India. Absolutely. That's actually a fantastic point. The cows, cows may be considered gods and they are in some parts of the world. So the aliens, why wouldn't they think that? And the whales, yeah, whales are on their way to becoming the new cow because we love them as much as we... Aside from the pretty lights, there's probably more chance of them landing in rural Australia and they'll be probably trying to like talk to cows. I just think it's fucked still that we, we like we really need to focus efforts on being able to talk to dogs. Like mm. or or like any animal. Like and uh, there's some lady who uh created buttons for a dog to, to talk back to her. Oh yeah, I've seen that. I don't know if you've seen that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, because she looked at, she was a speech pathologist and she'd um, recognized the traits in her dog that were like a two-year-old that hadn't developed speech yet. And she was like, the dog wants to talk to me like the two-year-old does, but it doesn't know how. So, yeah. So, she made the, like, the buttons and then the dog would talk to her, but also would observe things that you didn't think. So, she'd be water in the garden and it would be like, water, water, water. And it's like, yeah, okay, the dog doesn't want water, but it's saying, hey, you're water in the garden. Nice job. And it's like, we need to be working more in that field. Because like when they turn up, they're going to be trying to talk to cows. We'll be like, aliens, it's us. And they're looking at us like we're just mooing in the in the paddock. Yeah. Like there's one, there's this one weird dude in gumboots uh, like mooing at me from, from the metal box. Like, fuck that guy, these cows. This yeah. is who we need to be communicating with. Well, that's exactly what we were saying before. We don't know the aliens might already be communicating with the dogs or the whales and just bypassing mm. us because we're the idiots. But um, yeah, that's really interesting because like we think of animals as just not thinking and not, you know, not much going on, just reacting. But like dogs, yeah, it's just a speech. It's just a language barrier. Perfect. Yeah, because we developed. How did we develop? Oh, I don't know. This we didn't really need to have scientists on this podcast. I'm a scientist. Otherwise, oh, yeah. every, every everyone would say, "Oh, the pink skin has taste buds." Yeah, that's, pink, that's pink real. Pink skin has taste. What's your science question? I can answer it for you. <laughs> yeah. Doctor. All right. Write us in next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> science questions, and we, we will answer them. <laughs> we should do a fake Doctor Carl. So we just say, Doctor Warren here. Doctor Was. He's actually got heaps of PhDs. He knows everything about everything. And then we just get people to dial in and you just answer with full confidence. <laughs> just yeah. like the shit Dr. Cull. That'd be a great episode. And, and go on a tangent. Uh, and tell a story about yourself in the meantime. I can do exactly that. I think I'd be yeah. a great Dr. Cull. That's going to be an episode. The shit Dr. Cull. We'll get people to <laughs> send in their science questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck yeah. Write that down. Because I'll forget. Or well, somebody who's listening to this, text us and remind us. Yes. So, the third question for you was, would you lose one nut or one thumb? Nut. Definitely a nut. I've got quite... I think I've got oversized nuts. I don't, <laughs> they're not large, but I reckon okay. one would be good. Yeah, I don't see why one you need two. One would do me okay. I think I, I'm with you on that. I'd, I'd say the nut. One nut. Yeah. Nuts, nuts aren't useful. Like they're useful for one thing, maybe three times in your life. So why do you need two of them? I haven't even used mine yet. <laughs> Ever? For anything? <laughs> I mean, I don't recall. They've caused me pain and that's about it. But uh, yeah, one nut. I give up the nut. Okay. Especially if you got noticed because you could nut in a cup a few times and then you wouldn't need either nut. You give up both. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. And then that takes all the guesswork out of having kids later in life. Hey, yeah. speaking of kids. And you don't get that crush it sometimes. It gets in the wrong spot. Oh, yeah. So I'm distracted, but my English mate who lives in Sydney, he's like, I want to learn to surf. It's locked down. I've got to do something. I was like, sweet. So he got aboard and I've been taking him out at one foot Bondi and just laughing at him basically. But (laughs) as soon as he jumped on the board, he's a big dude just... He'd put his wetsuit on with the nuts out the front and squashed his ball straight against the board. <laughs> like immediately, first thing he did on a surfboard. <laughs> Instant kookery. I don't you gotta, know how... You've got to tuck them. <laughs> you can tell like people that don't surf, like before they get anywhere near the water, it's like they just... There's a whole lot of tells. They just scream, I don't know what I'm doing right here yeah. before oh, they yeah. get in the water. Yep. 
it's it's hectic. And it's funny, like we were surfing one foot waves and the rip, there was a rip that would take you towards the rocks and then out next to the rocks. And I hadn't seen Ed for a while. And then I see him over at the rocks. I'm like, oh, he's just hanging near the rocks there. I go over there and he's like, he's close to completely fucked. He's been freaking out that he's going to get washed on these rocks. And I was like, oh, no, dude, you're fine. Like just paddle like this. And he's like, oh, I thought I was going to die. I was like, no, you were nowhere near that. But like how hectic something is when you're brand new at it versus I was like, oh, he's over there playing by the rocks. <laughs> floating, floating by the rocks. He's just seen all of the episodes of Bondi Rescue. He's like, fuck, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> he's, he's seen every Christmas he's ever had flashing before his eyes. But um, yeah, good times. Stay calm. You just need to take a breath, stay calm. It's like, all right, I float. I'm attached to a floating object. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. I had a question that um, lined up with that. Oh, we're talking about kids, but we, we tangent too quickly. So I was like, I tried to grab a question to fit it in there, but we were too... We, Okay. The tangents are coming too quick. I can tangent. I, I'd say I can tangent less, but I can't. It's in my nature to tangent more. I don't know yeah. why I like talking tangents. I like podcasts that talk in tangents. Well, that go out like um, Jim Jeffries, where he just everything ends up in a tangent on a tangent on a tangent, but it eventually comes back. Yeah, like, that's the trick, good, isn't it? Finding your way back. I don't know if we've ever found our way back, but that could be another episode. Just where can you start from? I played a game last night with work people. It was like a Pictionary Chinese Whispers. It was really funny, but we, you could almost do a tangent. Where do you, where can you, how far can you go from your first subject? How many degrees of um, separation from something mundane to something really, really weird? Well, there's a, a, a couple of nerds at school actually had this game. <laughs> nerds. That I found out after school they played, which I was like, fuck. I was, they were nerds. They were the proper nerds. Um, and they'd get on Wikipedia and you'd start with, I'd say one thing, uh, apple, and you say something else. Banana. No, something further from banana. Uh, tree. All right. I'm going to help you out. Shania Twain. All right. Oh, so, so they don't have apple. to be related. Not related. Well, so I, didn't, I didn't understand again. You didn't explain yourself. Probably. Oh, sorry. I didn't know what I was meant to say. Okay. How, how am hey. I supposed to know I was meant to say Shania Twain? I like <laughs> this game sucks. Anything, any. Uh, so, so you've got Apple and Shania Twain, and it's like who can find the least amount of links yep. between Apple and Shania Twain. So, you, or you can you go to Apple on Wikipedia, and then you click on the blue links, yep, and you try to get to Shania Twain, but in the least amount of clicks. This was what they used to play. I don't mind that for a game, like, but it's, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty nerdy, but it's yeah, it's good. I'm looking for any way to spend time at the moment. This is week seven of lockdown, so yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a few. I'll, I'll let you know how I go with <laughs> Apple to Shania Twain. Don't think it's going to make good podcasting. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you can get a five, I reckon. What's that? Seven, six degrees of separation. Six should be pretty standard. Yeah, like it's three degrees of separation to. Um, Oh, three, six. <laughs> no, no, there's some joke about Nick Nolte or something. That oh, isn't it um, Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon, yeah. It's only ever three clicks. Nick Nolte. <laughs> Whatever, they look the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes three sense. Three degrees of Nick, of Nick Nolte. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that. Are you speaking of Nick Nolte? 
question four. Kids are the worst. Discuss. And with a focus on do you want them? Is this an essay or a question? It sounds like... Um, That's how I wrote the question. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'd love to have kids. I'd love to have certainly not one. Um, Definitely two, three would be a bit of a stretch and most likely an accident. Um, Two kids Shout out to my third kid. Yep. If he's listening to this somewhere in the future. Oh, that's true. Was your third kid was an accident? Unless you were a twin and then, yeah. 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 You snuck in, you little cunt. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, no, look, I'd love to have little wazzers running around. I think it'd be pretty cool. I'd be, it'd make me froth, actually. Um, but they are the worst. Are, uh, you got to admit. They are, oh, you said that I was going to say cunts, but yeah, no, they're the worst. Yeah. Kids are the worst. Don't make friends with kids at 40ths. And, you know, no. like parties when nowadays when you're over 35, people bring their kids yeah. to like barbecues and shit. And it's like, I say this, <laughs> don't take this out of contest, but sometimes I can't help myself. I play with the kids because they're more interesting than their fucking adult parents. More entertaining just at least. tired and like... Play a bit know, of cricket, play yeah. a bit of footy. Have a... They want to play sport, man. Like, yeah. I was at a 40th and these kids wanted to play sports and I was like, fuck yeah, I'll play sports. Your parents are boring. Like, what do you got? You, you uh, There was like a three-year-old. He sucked. He wanted to play baseball. Oh, I hate... He couldn't hit the thing. Like, kids that are too like, young to have the skills, but they want to play. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Someone, if there, any of them are listening, so it's like, what, a five or six-year-old that wants to play cricket with the with the other cousins? No. Go back inside. You're too young. You're ruining the game for everyone. You can't have a bowl because your arm doesn't work yet. Nothing worse. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I feel like the other way. I was I was open to playing with this kid because not playing with a kid, but you know, playing yeah. sports with well, kids. I won't because cut any bits I, out I of this. To, okay, perfect. <laughs> make me, me looking a bad way, but uh, no, I I like I ended up playing you know baseball with this kid, and we got him to hit the ball, and he was loving it. And his mum's like, "Thanks so much for playing with him." And I was like, "Shut up, bitch!" It's only because you're real boring. <laughs> I had to play with your kid. But that the thing but is. Then, that- Sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, well, well uh, recently we were at, there was a State of Origin actually at um, my mate Tins's house and this same crew we've been watching State of Origin with for a number of years. Um, and anyway, now I go around there and there's kids, like kids are involved. The kids have started coming because the kids were young so the, the dads yeah. or the mums would nick off and leave the kid with the other parent. But now the kids are old enough and they have to come to this thing. So it's evolved and it's got a bit weird. One of them's a Tinder surprise actually, which is a fucking good yarn. Tinder surprise. But, uh, you know, yeah. a, a first date Tinder surprise kid. Anyway, Oof, these shit. these two kids particularly wanted to, you know, play hide and seek. I was like fucking with them, uh, you know, p- pretending. Fucking with them? <laughs> Out of context. Uh, I was making adult jokes with the kids so the adults were laughing and the kids had no idea what was going on, which I thought was funny. Yeah. But then we ended up in a hide and seek and I was like, all right, the footy's over. I'll play hide and seek with you. So I outsmarted the kids a couple of times, you know, it, it went into the laundry, ran out the back of the laundry door around the other side of the house sort of thing. But then it, they just were insatiable and it was time to go. And I was like, all right, kids, I'm going to hide in the best place, the best place, but you both have to look for me. So I sent them to the back room. I said, I want you to count here real loudly to 20 and I am going to hide in the best place. And then I just fucking left. Yes. I just left. I just walked out and said, all right, catch you guys. They think I'm hiding. 
see you guys next year for Origin and just fucking left. That's well, amazing. Was like, Fuck those kids. I hopefully I hope they're still looking for you. Well, apparently they looked for a good 10, 15 minutes and everyone was it got real sad. It got sad. It's like Fuck those kids. You I, taught, I hope you. I taught them a lesson. Yeah, the adults no, aren't your friends. They're not. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like kids are like dogs when you throw the ball for them. It's just yeah. You know, we're doing this for a little bit. I I get really bored playing with kids after about 10 minutes. Like I'm really yeah, impressed by exactly. my mum. Like she plays with the, her grandkids like for hours and hours. Like where do you get the patience? It's amazing, incredible. Um, I think you go full circle. I remember my grandpa being like really entertained by shit jokes probably a couple of years before he got bad dementia. Just like <laughs> that'd be a good period, jokes. right? Just before like, dementia, but everything's funny. Yeah. Bliss, just bliss. Like everything's you're still, funny. You still know who everyone funny. is, but everything's more funny. That's actually not a bad way to be. Yeah. And then, then yeah, things went downhill for him, but I was like, I was confused and maybe that's it. Maybe that's the grandparent gene. You get there. You got to think so. deal closely. Keep an eye on her. Yeah, well, yep. We'll have to fucking ever get down there. Hey, Was, next question. Would 15-year-old Was be impressed by you? Would he think you're cool? <laughs> Fuck. Thirty By 35-year-old me? How old are you? By me right now? Yeah, you today, right yeah, now. Yeah, Uh... In one way, yes. In other ways, he'd be pretty disappointed. <laughs> That's real. That's real shit. Yeah, man. I think he'd look at it. He'd be like, I don't know how much detail I want to go into this, but he'd, he'd look at me like, fuck, you've done some cool shit, some really, really cool stuff, achieved some cool things. Shit that you wouldn't have even, he wouldn't even know that were possible to do. Yeah. That they Not even existed. Not even possible to do. Yeah, he would be frothing on that. But then at the same time, he'd be like, you're sitting alone drinking beers by yourself in an apartment. He probably thinks that... In Leaderville, which I don't might, know where that is. Yeah, well, like, Leaderville? What are you doing? What are you doing? How, that's yeah. a long way from Wheeler's Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They rhyme, but that's about the only connection. Like, what are you... Where's the rest of it, mate? Where's the little wazzers and the... And the uh, yeah, there's a few things missing that... Potentially, fifteen-year-old yeah. was a thought would have, might have existed. I reckon he'd probably impressed. What about ten-year-old um, was? Would you play hide and seek with him? With ten-year-old was, uh, taking these serious. I'm trying to get in the head of ten-year-old was. <laughs> yeah, he would have been all right. He loved, although you probably would have just wanted to kick footy. Yeah, just this, ball sports. Ball sports. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think. When I was that age, it's just backyard cricket. You could play like f- forever until basically it was yep. dark and you're told to come inside. Backyard cricket or building jumps for BMX bikes. Oh, yeah. Or push bike jumps. Push bike jumps, yeah. Done. All right. Do you want something from funny, random or semi-serious? Mate, no, you just you just hit them. I'm, I'm not looking at the questions. I've still got the village people on my computer. So right. my inspiration. I'll, I'll try and pick a couple of a couple of quick ones for you. So just an etiquette question: Would you take a phone call on a busy train? Nah, I, I hang I hang up with the with the cheeky text. I'll I'll get back to you because well, fuck if it's important to take on a busy train, 
you need to give that the time that it's due and you can't give it that on the train. I have spoken on the train, but I, um, my style is I tell the person I'm getting on train. This is your turn to tell me a story. And then I just go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. So, so you are self-aware no. that it's not, it's not good etiquette to talk on a phone, on a train. I was, I got on the uh, bus the other day, my first bus experience in a few months, and there was a lady up the front of the bus yelling at her phone, like yelling because obviously the person couldn't tell her. The entire bus was privy to her conversation. Like that is, no, the other end of the scale of awareness. Yeah, I feel like we could almost use this podcast just to educate people on certain etiquette things that might have gotten lost over time, maybe they're not teaching in school. Like that's one. Don't talk on your phone on the train. Just stand there and look at your feet. Don't be a psychopath. <laughs> don't look people in the eye. Don't don't yawn at people. Try to get. Uh, don't don't try and make people yawn just because you know that yawns are contagious and you just want to see their tonsils because it's funny. Like don't do that on the train. Don't do that. Like, Who not, would do that? Nah. <laughs> uh, it's weird. Um, what about pub etiquette? Like there's there's heaps of pub etiquette. As well, like you, you know, the whole, if you line up, you know, the guy got there before you, you like, you offer the old, the cheeky, like, no, no, him, who's next? Like, you don't claim that shit. doesn't matter how busy that pub is. Karma wise, always give it the nod. Yeah. It's the scum of the earth. Um, If someone walks up, knows you're there and then takes the, takes the order. Like you don't belong in the pub and you don't belong in Australia. As simple as that. Yep. Outrage. I remember the good old days where you're at the nightclubs and unless you were a hot chick, you couldn't get served. So it'd take you about, you know, which I think it's just, I think people do that on purpose. Don't serve the young guys because they're getting too pissed. <laughs> that, that's how RSA went back in the day. Just yeah. don't serve them. Make them stand there and sober up. All right. Question for you on pub etiquette. <coughs> Can yeah. you drink a beer out of your right hand? Because I can't. Oh, this is... Because we're from the same school as in the Buffalo Club school, aren't we? Buffalo Club. Yep. Yeah. The Wookie. Shout out to Wookie from the Jenny at Hotham. Yep. The Buffalo Club. Man, I, I, I can physically do it. But if I'm standing at a pub, it's my beer, pint, can, anything is all in my left hand. And I was so scarred after that first ski season at Hotham that... I remember lying on the floor watching TV with my family and I was lying on my left side so like I could only had a free right hand and I put the drink in my left hand and leant over real awkwardly and, and drank out of it. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like looking at my parents, I was like, no one's going to call me out but I was, the Wookiee scarred me. I, yeah, man. I was beaten into submission to drink out of my left hand. I, I actually felt like... um. You know, the our parents' probably generation where the left-handers were made to write with their right hand. That's mm. what it was like. And just for some context, in the winter of 2004 at Mount Hotham, we probably spent, you know, between five and seven nights a week at the pub at some time mm. of the night. And if you were found to be drinking out of your right hand and someone pointed their elbow at you, like... Yeah, yeah. you couldn't point. That's the point with an elbow. Then you finish Buffalo. whatever's yeah, Buffalo Club, you finish whatever is in your in your can, glass, whatever you've just or got. Or you to, had to I think you or you had to buy them a drink. Oh you had okay. to buy them what they were drinking. But because we had no money, you just 
<laughs> not an option. You had. Not fuck an option. Someone else a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six dollar jugs at the time as well. Yeah. <laughs> we're like fuck that. Yeah, but I, I'm still. I can drink from my right hand, but I tend to pass it back to the left. Some, you know, sixteen years later, like fucking hell. So is it sixteen years? Yeah, no, it's cooked me for life as well. It feels weird. It's good. It's a good way to remember the Wookiee. Okay. How are the questions going? You enjoying them or? No, I like them. I like them. I know the answers, which is probably the key to a good quiz. Much like the census that we had last night. I love night. the census. Um, so happy that we had the census. It seemed a bit shit. I, last, I liked it when it was like, you know, fill it out with pencil. And you, you, you kind of went through each person and put a cross through them. I, I quite like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was quick enough had the had the right questions in there we use all that data at my work so i was like i hope everyone i just can't believe they get everyone to fill it out surely they don't well my parents quite diligent um and they i just know that like mum would fill it out to the t exactly you know this is how how it's done but i was filling it out and i was tempted to just fill it with bullshit like yeah. Who the fuck? Why? Why do people? And we're so like told not to give out your personal information these days. Like we're conditioned. I was conditioned to like lie on it almost. And the only yeah. question that really seemed relevant was the religion question. Seems irrelevant or relevant? Or relevant? Like everything else was just like, what's your fucking age and your address? I was like, yeah. Well, it's, it's all about trying to figure out finance. where the services should be. So if you find out that a a whole postcode is like full of poor people that have disabilities and need support, then the government knows to give them more support. Uh, And I think if you find out that everyone's super rich, I don't know what they do with that information. And that just relies on you telling people. So if you want like, I don't know, you're then in that, in that instance, you're encouraged to understate an income in your area or your overstate a need for care or assistance or something like that we could if you, you'd like, have to work in numbers though you'd have to really get the whole neighborhood together for that to work like your one census is not going to make any difference yeah but my you know 1100 instagram followers we could really make a difference yes i wonder like if a billionaire lives somewhere like that surely fucks up the whole neighborhood if there's one billionaire there you know could be the poorest neighborhood, but there's one like billionaire living on the hill. It's like, well, there's heaps of cash in that neighborhood. We don't need to go and put extra services in. They're yeah, covered. but then stats, they, they cover outliers, surely. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, statisticians. What, what was the question? Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take the census? I didn't see it on the question list. Uh, speaking of cash, what is the most money you would lend to a friend? Ooh, okay. And I could probably preface this by saying you once lent me a thousand dollars, or there or oh, thereabouts. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> what for? Oh, to book to, a, for a plane to ticket. Ski yeah. Yep. Nah, that was in my own interest though. That was True. purely that was uh, that had me written all over it. Yep. Uh, well, a thousand. We'll start there. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it depends hugely on the friend. You know. Yep. There's uh, there's people I'd lend five grand to I reckon certain friends I would lend I would lend ten grand to ten grand I just I'd want to know 
I'd want to, it'd have to be a good friend who you know is good for it. It's like, I'm in a bit of a pickle at the moment, but I'll have money coming in. But There's certain friends where yeah. 10 grand is, you're never going to give them 10 grand. You're not going to give them 50 bucks. They could be a good friend and yep. they're not getting 50 bucks. But you no know one's asking it's either. A, it's a gift. You, you know, it's a gift versus a, versus yeah. a, uh, a lend there. Cause there's, yeah. But then like, I don't know. I know, I know certain friends, like, cause it's that thing. If they're in a situation that they need money, that's the problem, isn't it? That they don't have money. Yeah. But they could just be in a pickle. But if they're like got a gambling problem, that could be one where you're saying, yeah, I don't know. Can't help you out. But you need to do your own, your own um, uh, due diligence, I think, on that one. But so yeah, some, I, I look, I'm over 10 grand for certain people. Um, somewhere between, yeah. All right. 10 grand. Very good. Family's different. My mama, my mama, my mama. What the fuck? I don't think I've ever called my, my mother, my mama. Yeah, fa- anyway. family's anyway, different. I, I, family's different. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd give them everything they needed. Like, I'm yeah. sure I... Yeah, that, the question was friends, not family. So, we're not saying you're not going to give your mama the money that she needs if she needs it. <laughs> um, all right, while we're on money, you've got $100,000 right now, today. Uh, August 2021 and you have to invest it you can't hold on to it you can't put it in a freaking you know high interest bank account you've got to invest where do you invest this $100,000 invest or spend well you can spend it if you want if you you, it has to be some sort of investment okay so I'm trying to make gains here we want to well yeah long term gains so you can spend it, but if it's like hookers and blow, I don't know if that's an investment. <laughs> that's a, but maybe a yacht blow, is. Um, hundred grand must spend. I'm thinking. Oh fuck! The prices of every all, all collectibles have gone up at the moment. Like, um, I, I was thinking like a, a muscle car, like a seventies, a seventies um, Holden. Or, or Ford or something, you know, like proper muscle car, like a Chevy Stingray or something, 1972 yeah. Chevy Stingray. I, I like that because mm. I see those, the value in those going up because yep. just due to scarcity. But they've probably already had a little run in the last two years because people have just been blowing coin on shit like that lately. On projects. Uh, yeah, projects, things. I wouldn't buy it. I'd buy a, a Schmicko one. Fuck the project. You could buy a tannery. That could be a good investment. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, you wouldn't pay much for the fucking tannery in Ballarat. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, it's that or are you looking for a stock tip? Anything. Stocks. Yep. Give us a stock tip. Give a, our listeners a stock tip. Not insider trading, but. Um, there you go. There were stock tips. That's good. Don't. Yep. Very random. Don't complain. But I've yeah. got a couple of um, Olympics questions here. One. We've probably touched on four, but like I was thinking, we're talking about like what you asked me what it, what would be the easiest sport to get into the Olympics, but I, <laughs> I said <laughs> hockey, Coley. This is before we met Rachel Lynch. I changed my mind. It's really hard. Um, how, they didn't do that well in the end, did they? They lost. Fuck, they did well. Rach kept one of the cleanest boxes in the Olympics. She, I think, um, two two goals. Uh, uh, only two goals across the whole campaign. Um, she only she only let two in. Wow, well done. Only let two in. Um, but they 
So my Olympic question then is uh, we didn't get to it. So it's not. <laughs> Sorry, this is like, the, I'm the worst at this. <laughs> so starting from right now, this point in time for you, you have to make the Olympics. What path do you take? Because there is opportunities for older people to get in. So which way do you yep. go? All right, one of our most represented Olympians in Australia, table tennis player, lady. Uh, that's out of the question. Uh, for You're me. not, yeah. <laughs> Too late. Definitely not. Um, Andrew Hoy, horse riding. He's bloody 87 or something and he's gone to his eighth Olympics. Yeah, I th- uh, you're probably a bit too solid. Like, I, you know, 10, 20 okay, years, uh, yeah. you could learn to ride a horse really well. But I could, I could lean down. Um, not a jockey. Okay, maybe the shooting sports. I mean, I wasn't a bad shot, clay target yep. shooting, but um, rifle, archery, big yeah, girl side though. I think that. something like that's your best bet, really. Or or um, female weightlifting. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. There's no. You would have no hope. No, but I. I mean, I could go into the female weightlifting because the 87 kilo plus category. They're only lifting like 120 kilos in the snatch. 120 kilo snatch is bonkers. Like that being I'm said, there. I think you could probably train up to it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so female. But hang on, what's the weight limit? Yeah. No, no, eighty-seven plus kilos range. Oh, so okay. I could, so the hot, heavy I could weight. get to yeah. I mean, I'm in the heavyweight. Yeah, I reckon I'm good for it. Okay, women's weightlifting is Perfect. my answer. Yes, <laughs> lock it in. <laughs> and then, if there was a blokes Olympics, one of the sports would be trailer reversing. What yep. other sports could you have in the bloke Olympics? Jerking off. Okay. Fa- fastest. We'd have we'd have fastest to ejaculate and furthest to ejaculate as well. Yep. Harder, fastest harder, and furthest. Harder, faster, stronger. <laughs> sure how about like, the hardest bit. What about instead of high jump, you're trying to piss over the, the bar and it goes up higher each piss. You go back, you drink this is the, this water. Is just the, this is just the dick Olympics now, isn't it? <laughs> Just, yeah. Is that not what we said? <laughs> yeah, how many hanging things off your balls? <laughs> like, yeah. How many times Indian can you fold it? it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the hamburger, um, dick tricks, the blokes Olympics. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's. I, I like the backwards trailer racing. I think that would be hilarious just to have that as a as a race. But that's car racing, not so much. Just on that, it's still a, a skill, isn't it? It's a skill. Yeah, a useful think, skill. I think there's time because there's the the decathlon, which is a bunch of um, athletics track and field events. But then More there's like the modern, <laughs> the the modern pentathlon, uh, oh, which yeah. came around in the early 1900s, and it turns out it's not very modern because it was based on like pre-automobile. It was based on soldiers, you know, how well they can fight. So there's venting. There's how well yep. you can swim. So there's 200 meter run. Then there's then they do eight laps of an eight hundred meter course and then have to shoot with accuracy and then do another lap of the eight hundred and then shoot again and and it just doesn't seem very modern. I feel like the modern pentathlon has run its course and we need the new modern modern pentathlon, the post modern pentathlon, the, po- the post modern pentathlon. Rip them out for me. What do you got? 
what's it going to I'll, I'll start you off. You start us um, off. Postmodern pentathlon. You've got to rip a, rip out a latte. You got to you got to make a perfect latte. Ooh, yeah. And it's judged. Yep. That's uh, like the one. long distance events would be brew a kombucha. Oh, okay. Brewing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or brewing a homebrew, like just some sort of. <laughs> yep. That sort of goes on in the background through the whole pentathlon, and it's a big finish that everyone tastes the brew. I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's because um, you've got to install antivirus software on a computer that you've only just seen. Like, here's like your computer, here's your antivirus software, and you must install it. Uh, I watched this clip today of kids trying to use Windows 95. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Quite frightening, but made me feel old. But I think antivirus software is old now. You don't need it. Um, okay. So I think that <laughs> should right. be in the modern, modern pentathlon, not the postmodern. Postmodern okay. pentathlon yeah. would be... Yeah, what about just, just just like um computer games like Halo or or like Call of Duty or something? Because because the, the, the modern pentathlon was, you know, you fenced, you used a sword, you had to run away, and then you got to use a gun eventually. But it should be computer games because you're directing, you know, tra- mm. traffic on your little there should be it it should be included. I think Especially, it should be included. I agree. Especially if fencing is be. in because fencing's like pretend sword fighting, right? Yep. Yep. It's not how does it it's Fucking shocking! Some of these sports in the Olympics, like fencing, it's like WWE for sword fighting. It's like we're going <laughs> to pretend to sword fight and make it a sport. No, that one's cut. Sorry, horse racing. Who let horses into a human, like fucking athletics competition? No other animal gets a Guernsey. We'll let the horses in though. Cut. What are All other animals? Cut. Yeah, there should be other animals included, shouldn't there? I think so. There should be dog races at least. Like dogs, man's best friend, and they don't get a, any sort of. Maybe in the no, Paralympics. Look. What? Does, in the Paralympics, no, they... So they have. I imagine there's like marathon with seeing eye dogs. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's a good assumption to make, but I think they have guides. Like I've seen the sprinting, and yeah, they have guide dogs. That's what I'm saying. A, no, they've got a. It's a human. They've used humans. Cause ah. Yeah, oh, what a what a missed a op- what a missed opportunity that is for the guide dogs. You're right. Yeah, because everyone loves guide dogs and they do a great job. Hey, speaking of dogs, next question. Good answer on whatever that question was. Have you ever kicked a dog? And what animals is it okay to kick? Fuck, have I kicked a dog? I feel like I have kicked a dog, but. <laughs> I'm trying to remember when I got bitten on the ass by a dog. I was on my bike and the dog jumped up and bit me on the ass and I kicked it to get it away, but not hard. It was more of a, like a push with the foot. Um, yep. yeah, I would, I would kick a dog that's attacking me. Yeah. Quite hard. Do you ever like, but, do you ever imagine um, if you had to fight a dog to the death, do you think you could win? Like, let's say maybe not a Rottweiler, but like a golden retriever. It's coming for you and you've got to fight it. How, how do you approach that fight? Yeah, I think the headlock is the key for the dog because once you've got control of the head, it's in all sorts of troubles. Yeah, I think you take its the, back, you lock its legs out with your legs and you choke it to death. The, the, it, it can't scratch you to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You choke it out. You definitely... I, yeah, I, I, no worries. Do you remember... They're very I'm, wriggly yeah. though. Very wriggly. It'd be hard to <laughs> choke right. a golden retriever. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I could get it done. Do you remember um, when we had Cal and Binny on, on podcast? It's a fucking long time ago now. One of the yeah, it was the greatest episodes. night of my life. Greatest Even night of my up. life. <laughs> Try, trying to box, forgetting that we were recording a podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. We were... Great yeah, one. So, Go back and listen. Very long way away. Um, so once upon a time, we were in Marg's staying at this house out near Caves Road. So it's like a 10K walk back. Anyway, I was walking. I gave up because we couldn't get Ubers. Everyone else in the house somehow got a lift back. And I was like, fuck it. I'll run and walk home. I'll be home shortly. Who cares? And I'm walking up this hill on my phone. So I had like, is it perfectly clear night? I was on the phone just fucking scrolling socials probably. But then I turned the phone off and it was like pitch black because I've been staring at a white screen. And then yeah. I was thinking, fuck, I can't see anything. Like I tried, I was struggling to see the white line at my feet. I was like, oh, how good is Australia? Like I can just walk in the dark. I know if a car's coming because there's lights, no bear or animal is going to jump out of the bush and kill me. Like fuck Australia's bears. fucking sick. Everyone's scared of snakes and spiders, but those things are just chilling. Like they are not attacking you. Anyway, as I'm not thinking this, my eyes still a bit adjusted. I hear like behind me on the road, just like, and I'm like thinking, holy fuck. And like the first thought, I was like, dog, the dog, the dog is come, coming for me. So I turn around still with no vision whatsoever. And all to these noises, I just went, hell, I bent down. I got low because I was like, I'm going to fuck this thing up, whatever it is coming out. In my head, it was a big dog. And I'm just bent down and I'm thinking, I'll get two steps ahead. It's going to jump, but I'll beat it. And I'm going to fuck this thing up. Anyway, pitch black, two steps down, one, two, bang and I hit this thing and it, was, and it was fucking Callum and Callum's six foot three or four quite hefty and I picked him up because I'd bent down we ended up on the other side of the road rolling around and he's like in his Scottish accent it's fucking me it's fucking me what are you doing I'm like rolling rolled down the side of the road down the ditch into the gutter heavily breathing as I've got him by a bear hug and he's like what are you doing I was like I I, I thought I was being attacked I, by a <laughs> wild dog <laughs> He's like, what the fuck did you do? It's like, don't, do not, yeah, fight or flight. I am, I've got the fight yeah, instincts. Yeah, it, I was there for that's, it. That's the go-to. It's the f- fight. It's good. Yeah, so, and how did you feel in the moment between like finding out it was Callum and, and getting down? Like, did you feel good when you turned around and bent down or was it too much too fast? Because that's a pretty no, felt, good reaction. Uh, I felt good. It was instant as well. I was, cause my phone was in my pocket already and it was just bang, bang, bang. Cause, and what in his head later, what I learned is he'd seen me from a long way out and he was like slowly catching up to me. And then he was just going to run past, like we were going to race home. And yep. so he had started into his run <laughs> to run past me. And I just instantly turned around and was like, I'm going to fuck this noise up. Whatever it is, it's going to die. This noise and I felt good. Go. I was, I've never felt more alive. I was on point, ready to kill. And hence, I picked up a 110 kilo man and carried him across the road and slammed him into the dirt. But yeah, and then we ended up running home in bare feet, which was stupid, but felt good. Felt like the right thing to do. Running in bare feet is good. It's good. Mm. All right. So not only would you... tangents? I don't know if this... Sorry about my long-winded answers. No, well, that's what we got. So there's six more. We'll just see how we go. Uh, Ideas are good. So next <laughs> question. Is ADD real? And do you have it? 
<laughs> uh, Two-part question. Yeah, look, I definitely have an element of ADD, but I think the there's an element of high-functioningness in it at the same time. Like, if you look at my traits from school, I would finish my work first, but then piss off people around me because I was not bored, but I needed entertaining. I needed more stimuli. And yeah. so, uh, yes, it's definitely real. And yes, I definitely have elements of it and traits of it. I struggle, I struggle to focus. I don't know what you're like, but at work, I work in an open plan office. I hear everything that goes on. Yeah. So like if people are having a conversation two desks away about something and they they don't know what the answer is, I will just get the shits and chirp in and I'll tell them. I'll be like, hey, you'd need to look at this and this is the answer. And then yeah. I can move back on my own way. Fuck off was. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah I, right. I can't remember what it's like to work in an office. It's been a long time. But I just yes, work at home. Yes. <laughs> How's that? So then, so then, that's a good answer. Very good answer. Okay, we'll take that. Let's not let's not dwell on it. Uh, next question: Why is sandboarding not a thing? Like, there's big sand dunes ever. It seems like it works. I've seen videos of people shredding on sand, and surely we can build wax technology and board technology that makes it functional. So why the fuck is it not a thing? Can we build technology? I don't know. Is it not just? I think that um, the you know the alternative to snowboarding is those grass, those like fake grass sort of hills. Yeah, like, like I think that's what you're after. Plastic bits. Yeah, because yeah. the sand is too; it moves too much, and it and it grabs your rails and sucks you in and and stops your momentum when you push against mm. it. You know, like on a pump track on a snowboard, hey, or on a skateboard, you can like push down the hills and then go light and up the hill. I don't think you've got that ability. In but sand isn't it just about getting it. a surface that is like ultimate, like like sand phobic, the opposite of sandpaper, something that has a phobia of sand and just wants to slide on it. Surely is, we can like come up with something. We, we use sandpaper to be abrasive and like sand is one of the ultimate things when smoothing anything out, metal timber yeah plastic so it's kind of like doesn't yeah. really work does it and, and not all sand is created equal some's coarse and some's fine there's definitely yeah. some sand out there that people have can ride on skis and boards i've seen it but yeah. maybe it's a very specific type of sand very specific okay. type of sand sandboarding yeah i think it just wants to be every other sport i don't think sandboarding's found its niche maybe it maybe it needs wheels maybe it needs air Maybe hovercrafts are the technology for sand. And if we can get like a hovercraft sort of set up, sand would be the ultimate for it because unlike water, you can't shape water into berms and kickers and jumps and things. But on a on um, on sand, you'd be able to shape it nicely and, and I think it would blow around the hovercraft. So I think hovercraft is what sandboarding needs. So it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, but you, then you don't really need the sand for a hovercraft. But you don't want concrete because it'll no. That's it's it's not as malleable and it's too hard. Yeah. Okay. You know, sand you can change and move and around and bounce and flip over and fall in and it's okay. Yeah. On a hovercraft. On a Sweet. hovercraft. Yeah. So hovercraft, hovercraft park hoverboards. Crafts. Yeah, hoverboards. Yep. We've been waiting them for a long time. They don't seem to be that's, coming. That's why sandboarding is not a thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So speaking of stupid things, 
what is something that humans are doing today that will be considered ridiculous in 50 years' time, do you reckon? And if you don't know oh, off the top of your head... Social media. Social media. Must be. Must be. Like the, the times we sit with our face, like we look like fucking idiots. You look at... Get on... Get on public transport look around a public place as soon as everyone has that little anxiety like oh I'm on my own bang like head down like this crook necks like we we look horrendous like social media and already I think we see this with Facebook where um, kids don't want to get on Facebook I was like you know my sister's kids are, are sort of 14 to 10 and they don't think Facebook's cool at all no but like all we wanted to be on in our 20s was Facebook and it's like now it's not cool, which is good, but yeah. socials, mate, living lives on, on your phone device, we're going to go full circle. We're going to get away from it. Get back I out think. in the real world, you reckon? Yeah, I'm all for that. I hope years. so. Yeah, it will be. It'll be this, like we've, we'll look back at the generation where it's like we had this technology, but we let it own us. I hope you're much. right. Like I hope you're right, but it could go either way. It could go... We could get out of the phone and get out and become a bit more enlightened or we could go deeper and deeper where we end up just sedentary creatures living in a virtual reality, you know. How was like, so TV, right? When TV comes out, even when we grew up, there was only a couple of channels and TV yeah. brought the world, the outer world into your house. So you were intrigued because you could travel somewhere and watch the news or you could see sport from another place. It brought it into your lounge room and mm. then... But we had a finite, like, bits of it. It was expensive. So you only had a couple of channels. You only had little bits. You'd, you'd watch the same fucking movies over and over and over. But you had to go outside still to experience the world. And a lot of that television would give you ideas to how to experience the world. But now we just want more world in our lounge room. We want everything in our lounge room. We want virtual reality. Like, we want, yeah. you know, interactive video games. Like, you want to see your mates? No, no, we'll just catch up and game online. Like, I don't... And I, it's I think too much. The, back in the day when we had like three channels, like in Hobart, when I was a kid, I think we had like f maybe three channels or four channels, but you couldn't get them everywhere. Like if you lived in the back of a hill, you weren't getting SBS. But like it meant that everybody in Australia was kind of watching the same thing. So it's almost like you'd be more of a group as your country with less channels. But now that anyone can watch anything when they want, it's more of a world thing like everyone watches the same netflix things but you can pick what you want to watch you don't have everyone watching the uh the big episode of home and away on the uh well maybe the, the wedding the yeah, wedding yeah <laughs> uh, yeah something like that yeah I, I can say hey hey it's saturday i mean that obviously had its time yeah <laughs> yeah that's my childhood right there hey hey it's saturday do you and remember don't forget your toothbrush Yes, with Tim, someone or other. Tim, Tim what's his name? Tim. Yep. Yep. Or, or um, even Saturday Disney. Like you had to wait to watch your cartoons. Yeah. It was Saturday morning, six thirty. Saturday Disney's on. Sick. We'd watch some Disney cartoons. It's like now the kids at fucking they're down at Sizzler. Like here's the phone. Put it in your face. Like we has as kids had to learn to interact with adults at a table and you needed to learn to sit there and put you cross your knife and fork, eat your food. And if you don't have anything to contribute to the adult conversation, then shut your fucking mouth and do your coloring in. Yeah. Is there, do we not treat kids like that now? 
I don't think so. Kids just get fed phones. Was that a, that was an unnecessary rant on? <laughs> They're all necessary, super necessary. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm left with some semi-serious questions. I'm going to keep going with this. Are you? Do you want to keep going? No, there's far one, away. There's four left. So there was 20. I think in hindsight, 20 tangents. If we do this again, we'll do 10. Because um, they're tangents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but first time around, it's 20. And we can't call it 20 and not do 20. This, I don't know. I must have written this when I was drunk or something else. So I don't really get <laughs> you it. You don't have to ask it. <laughs> I have to. Because I want to know where we go. So what part of your childhood formed your current life the most? So what is it? about growing up that led you to where you are and what you do, where the inspiration um, come from? Definitely 100% camping for school holidays with my family. So yes. every Easter and every Christmas, we would go to, mostly we'd go to Wilson's Prom, not necessarily every Easter, every Christmas we went to Wilson's Prom, but Easter's we go elsewhere. Um, Melbourne Cup weekend, always a, always a trip somewhere. Um and then amongst that, you know, I'd, when I was old enough, I got to go on duck hunting trips with dad. I went hiking with dad and fly fishing into the hills. A hundred percent, the camping adventures yep. is what like built me, gave me the skills and the confidence, but it's also like what I froth and like the adventure. And I gives saw... You the, gives you the passion. The passion and like the, um, the joys in like old skills and doing things. There's this bloke, Jack Fuller, we called him Jack the Legend that my old man met at the gun club one day. He's literally Jack the Legend. He lived in Bansdale and so we'd go and see him when we go duck shooting or something and drop in on him. It was just like, you know, one of those real old blokes but dad randomly made mates with him. Like he'd be over 100 now if he was alive and he, um, he'd just make fucking everything. And this guy, we went camping to Bem River one day. Dad's insisted that we take him out. He's your old and we had, you know, like the air rifles and we'd shooting targets and stuff. And anyway, Jack's just like, sitting around and t- taught us how to make whistles out of a log, like get a bit of timber, cut it down one side, get a leaf, put it in there, cut it around like a reed and you could make a buzzy whistle and yeah. shit like that. And meanwhile, Jack's just tapping on this bit of wood, like tapping away on this, this little random thing. Yeah, there you go. One of those whistles, like the, the leaf whistle. Anyway, he's tapping on this bit of wood, like a, like almost a kabungi reed or something. And he, he when he's done, he slides like the bark off this bit of timber and then cuts all holes into it and made like a melody pop, made a full whistle that changed. Made a flute. Had different notes in it out of this, just a little bit of stick that he'd had. And I was like, what a legend. Never forget that. Never forget that shit. Like, and, and that sort of stuff. That's like what inspires me to do dumb things like try and make a knife or, you know, play with leather or um, go camping and just appreciate what's around you. So a hundred percent, yeah, camping with mum and dad, Christmas, Easter. And I never, we never went to Queensland. Like, I never left Victoria, um, really, until, like, as in domestically. I, I didn't, didn't leave. Never been to the snow. Never been to Queensland. Didn't do Dreamworld? Didn't 18. go to Dreamworld? Nah. Never went to Dreamworld. We, we went on camping holidays and I fucking loved it. Yeah, right. And, so and like, we went to America and Fiji because dad was working in the States for oh, six yeah. months. And then Fiji because we had frequent flyer points. And that was it. They were our like flying holidays. Epic. Good answer. I'm going to keep it going with this sort of line of questioning. A couple more to come. What's a lesson you learned in your 30s that you wish you knew in your 20s? 
Ooh. <laughs> Fuck, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, I feel like can, I've learned can, a lot of lessons. You'd lately. hope so. <laughs> lately, yeah. Invest in that stock. Back your back back your um back yourself and what Buy you believe Bitcoin. in. I, I wish I'd invested. Definitely not in cryptocurrencies, but I wish I'd invested more money in share market. Uh, or just anything. My, like, yeah, into things. I mean, I bought a house, but like that was a lot of money went into that. But it, but like definitely, I wish I'd backed myself in investing. And the things I went to uni, I understand compounding interest. I understand investments. I understand diversified portfolio, but I didn't do a lot of it. No. I wish I'd done more and then been in positions to... Yeah, put money into the market at certain times. Long-term yep. gain, short-term. Well, there's no time like the present. Get into it. Take your own advice. Yeah, and maybe maybe like stretch more. Stretch, that's a big one. Yeah, that's I would have so definitely good. said that. Like one, yeah, I think we might have got to this in my tangent, but it was like one, buy Bitcoin, two, stretch. <laughs> like, <laughs> Because yeah. I think, yeah, through your tw- my late 20s, my, I was like, my, I'm munted, but it's just you need to stretch. <laughs> my rig's fucked. Um, but I don't regret doing, like, it's fucked from bull riding. My hamstring's still rooted, had a wrist stop, yada, yada, yada. But I don't regret any of that. That was, nah. I was over 30 anyway. <laughs> exactly. So you can't go back and, well, yeah. But, you know, you might be able to stretch your way out of all your bull injuries. <laughs> stretch, just keep stretching. It helps. Uh, speaking of then, where will you be when you're 70? Where would you like to be? Physically, mentally, geographically, whatever. Where will I be or where would I like to be? Where will you both? Either. <laughs> like to be living on an island that I've purchased. Fuck yeah. What was that website? <laughs> um, uh, pre- premium Islands or something. Yeah. Uh, Amazing, amazing website. You can buy islands all around the world. There's a couple in Tassie. And they're for all like, yeah, a mil and yeah. a half. Yeah, the ones island. in Tassie are cheap. There's a few cheap. around. The cheap, cheap ones in North America and Canada. <laughs> to just get around for an island. Uh, where will I be in my 70s? Fuck, it's sad because that's, that's twice the life I've got, 35. Yep. Twice the years. I'd like to be talking to my grandkids when I'm 70 and that's very doable yeah that's doable that's doable yep hide and seek with the grandkids kids Kids have kids at 30 I'd love to be your kids will have kids at like 16 (laughs) (laughs) I hope they do so that I'll have great grandkids play hide and seek with the grandkids good Ah, good answer. All right, a couple of geography questions to finish up. And taking them camping as well and fucking teaching them how to make shit out of timber. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. So you want to you be like physically able to do that sort of shit. Whittle. As long as you can whittle and sit there in your camping chair, you'll be sweet. Whittling, yep. Fucking oath. That would make me very happy. Oh, good. I'm glad. Excellent. So here's... Uh, look... I reckon like me and you, we've lived in different parts of the world, parts of Australia. And I feel like like I know my way around like Melbourne, Sydney, Perth, Hobart, like really well. So I think I'm like it's I know impressive. I know these cities 
you know, better than most people. Most people be like, oh, fuck Sydney, fuck Melbourne, whatever. But like someone like me and you who's lived in a lot of different places, you get to know them really well. So with that, we are experts. What is the best big city in Australia? Oh, big city in Australia. So we're talking state capitals. Let's go with state capitals, yeah. Yeah, fuck. Oh, these are tough. These are the tough ones because you, it's such a finite answer and it obviously changes throughout your life and what you want from a city. I think, I genuinely think Perth is, I voted with my feet, but one of the best cities if you take into it climate. Mm-hmm. Um, Climate's are acts, important. Climate in Perth is incredibly predictable, which is fantastic. It's a perfect um, amount of heat. And it doesn't get too hot. Like for me, Brisbane, I couldn't handle the sweaty stickiness of it. Melbourne, the southern states, Humidity, too cold. Hobart's yeah. a right off. I, I, yep. I think Perth. It's amazing. There's the city's big enough. It's a toy city. It there's no traffic. Big cities like Perth is everything you need. Like I don't know what more you could want out of a city. And I think the culture sort of stuff is getting there people say oh melbourne's amazing there's like fucking bands and theaters and restaurants and all this shit and it's like yeah but you can only eat dinner once every night and you can only go and see one band a night or a couple of bands like you can't do everything like you just people that want to live in melbourne just want to be spoiled for choice and like and they probably don't fucking leave richmond anyway or brunswick or whatever suburb they've chosen and they just live in that one fucking suburb because they everything they need is in that one suburb but Yep. The ability to travel around and work. Yeah. I, th- I think Perth, big city. Perth is it is. Down. It, yeah. Perth gets hot, but it doesn't get humid. Like Brisbane and even Sydney in summer gets fucking so muggy. It's, um, yep. it's a bastard of a thing. Perth just gets like scintillatingly hot. It's like... Yeah. yeah. Like an, yeah that <laughs> sun gets real close here. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's the biggest campfire you'll ever be around. Yeah, like it's hot a massive on the jeans. <laughs> you pull the jeans against the back of your legs, you know, if you're not facing the sun and they burn just like a campfire. Hey, so look, so the best big city in Oz is Perth and you live there. So congratulations. Um, 15-year-old was would be proud. So final <laughs> question, final question. What is the best small town in Oz? Same thing, like to live, do you reckon? <sighs> Oh, Lots just of so options. Depends. It, it's so many, it depends on what you want out of life. I'm immediately looking coastal. Take, so coastal. coastal definitely. And take the family, friends part out of it. Because like that's such a big thing. Like you want to have family and friends in a place. But fuck that off. And fuck, you know, yep. just go purely on the other factors that help you choose somewhere to live. Lately, I've been frothing on Exmouth. But I think that's just because I haven't been there in a few years. And I want to go there. So, so remote though. So remote, you know, you, you can't drive to anywhere. So, yeah, I think what Exmouth has to offer, adventures and things, but then desert-wise. So, I think that's a short-term uh, option. Uh, let's think out of WA. So, the southern coast, New South Wales, like Ulladulla. I think, okay, I'll yeah. preface this with, with like, um, I've been to a lot of places. I've travelled pretty much the whole coast apart from... Savannah Way between Cape York and um, Arnhem Land. It's the only sort of coast of Australia I haven't travelled. But yeah, they. I think it depends on what kind of time you have in that town. And like Ulladulla Mollymook, I had a really cool time. I like the climate 
down that way, it's cold, but not too cold. There's not too many people. It's a fine balance. And the other side of that, I reckon like the great dividing range provides so much that Perth doesn't have like Hills is what Perth lacks. It's got one straight yeah. beach pretty much from Fremantle to Geraldton or from Bunbury to, to Geraldton. But like, um, above Coffs Harbour, like Corindai or like Nambucca heads, Akfuck, um, Scott's head. I had a sick time yeah. around Scott's head. Any of those little places up there. South Good place to get eaten rocks. by a shark this time of year, but um, other than that, yeah, pretty sick. Southwest rocks, like those kind of places. It's like mid, mid, mid north coast. Mid north coast. It's not or Byron south Bay. coast. It's not Coffs Harbour. It's like in town, but you're close enough to those little towns. You've got hills to muck around in, hills to climb, bushwalks to go on, surf to be had, and estuaries, I think, as well, are really important for like a balance. Like you can do some fishing, you can get a boat on it, you can go kayaking, which that whole East Coast has got real nice estuaries that, say, Denmark, Albany have around here. But yeah, a little bit warmer water. That's my... Yeah, I think somewhere along those towns, I couldn't, I couldn't, you can't point out a town, but I've had some good times in there. I think I've named about fucking dozen. It's the worst answer ever, but <laughs> yeah, pick one. But <laughs> uh, look, it's an impossible question to answer, but it's good to it's think an about. Absolutely impossible question. I just thinking yeah, about it, it's like sure. I need to get out of Sydney. Where should I live? So looking for tips. What are you thinking? I kind of want to. We're talking about seriously talking about going to live in Tassie for for at least six months. But is that because Tassie's home? Like, because family's there and it's like, I like a safe spot. That, like, and you know it. Well, well, so yeah. Partly during this pandemic, it's just a a good place to go and not have to deal with lockdowns. But like the adventure side of things, like what's possible in Tassie, it's like it's it's yeah. There's always something to do as far as hiking, mountain biking, surfing, kayaking, whatever. There's there's missions to be had and there's people to do them with, always. Yep. Climate um, is only good for like six months of the year, really. It's got fantastic climate for three months of the year. I think it's probably, that's the, the ideal climate is what you get in Tassie in like January, early Feb. So hopefully with a bit of global warming, um, yeah, it's going to stretch be, it to four months. Absolutely, it'd be <laughs> ideal. But then, like big city, it's hard, I can't pick between Melbourne and Sydney. I'd say same, same. They both got good points, bad points. Perth sick, but it's just a bit remote. Yeah, small towns. Travel side. Yeah, I think. Oh yeah, like the t- adventures to be had in Tassie is sick, and it is like what you make of it as well. Yeah, and like you would say, it's cold, but it's only com- cold compared to the rest of Australia. Like, look exactly. at fucking Northern America. Yeah, it's and nothing. Like look at Canada; they get proper. It snows on the ground, like for a lot of the year. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's nothing. It's even sicker. It's nothing. It's but it's a yeah. maritime climate, you know. So it's, I guess, it's not really actually no, but on the west coast it is, just a bit wet and windy, you know. But yeah, yeah. there's no minus forty degrees days. That's for sure. Hey man, that's it. That's the 20 tangents. So well done. I enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it. You want to you want to add anything before we fuck this puppy? I really need to go to the toilet. Well, you may. And we're going to listen to Geggy Tar, whoever you are. <laughs>